Hey, this is Art Gerkins with Fairfield County, Connecticut Postal Customer Council, and welcome to Postal Biz Buzz. Today's guest is Wanda Santos Haynes. Wanda works for the USPS as the manager of consumer and industry contact for the Connecticut Valley District. I was on a conference call with Wanda not too long ago, and she mentioned how she is studying positive psychology. We started talking, and after a few minutes, I realized this would be a great topic for our podcast. Now, rather than me trying to talk about positive psychology, how about we welcome Wanda and get the ball rolling? Good morning, Wanda, and welcome to Postal Biz Buzz. Good morning, Art. Thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, well, thank you for, for agreeing to come on, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a great learning experience. Um, I think a good place to start would be to have you tell us about yourself and how did you get interested in positive psychology? It will be my happy responsibility, Art, actually. Uh, a little about myself. I've been with the post office since 1994. I started my career at the Middlesex Essex uh, Processing and Distribution Center. Um, on a piece of equipment that's now obsolete, interestingly. And so from there, I moved on um, to the window. And I have that kind of personality that likes to talk to people. I like to, I'm curious. And so that was a really good fit for me, right, to be interacting and to be a customer-facing employee rather than being at the plant, right? Mm -hmm. I was, the, you know, I, I, I wasn't privy as an end user to, what we're going to talk about, uh, positive customer experiences. But from the plant side, I wasn't able to see the smile that I could bring to someone's face based on what I was doing. So from there, I, I moved on um, from the window, uh, became a retail specialist, retail manager, and, and have moved around in my career uh, to include being district uh, marketing manager and um and what happened to me is, and how I came to positive psychology was that, unfortunately, I suffered a couple of tragic, unexpected losses in my family, uh, particularly in 2016, late 2016, early 2017, mm -hmm. right? My only sibling in life, we were very close, a, a year apart, uh, passed away unexpectedly. And, you know, I found him. So that mm -hmm. was... That, that was a game changer. Right. That, that changed to my life. And, and, and I needed to retire at that time. That along with some other things that happened. It was a difficult time. I needed to find a way to cope. Mm -hmm. I needed to grieve. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way, if you look at it from the Buddhist framework perspective, these things happened. I had to find a way to turn what I would call like the good doctor poison into medicine, an alchemist, right? right. And, and what I did was I leveraged uh, one of my character strengths, mm -hmm. um, which I'm going to talk a little about later on, which is my love of learning. And I went back to school to, to leverage that. And it, I started looking at it. I, I, I focused on psychology. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at it as a discipline to pursue and, and was introduced to positive psychology and became enamored with it. I took a 15-week course at Harvard University's Extension School. Right. And from there, I went to uh, work uh, with the Flourishing Center in New York. And so they provide a certification in applied positive psychology. So short for that is a CAP. So I became a CAPster, right? Right. And, um, and, 
and what I, I thought that would help me heal, and it did. Right. And so at the end of last year, I had an opportunity to come back to the Postal Service, mm-hmm. um, and, and I said, yes, I loved what I did at the Postal Service, and, uh, and I thought, yes, it, it's certainly something that I can go back and do and bring these positive psychology tools with me everywhere I go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, before we go any further, I mean, we're, we're talking about positive psychology, and it's a term a lot of us have probably never heard of. So could you tell us, you know, what exactly is it? Well, you know, if, if I were to summarize it, and I'm going to talk about Dr. Martin Seligman, who is the founder of positive psychology, how he sees it and what he considers it to be. Mm-hmm. But if I were to summarize it, it really is about life satisfaction, well-being, happiness, mm-hmm. right? And, and how people can enjoy a high degree of personal ha- happiness and satisfaction with life amongst, uh, you know, and, and, and it stands to reason, doesn't it, that happier people are probably going to interact more positively with others, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the field of positive psychology is all about understanding what creates happiness, resilience and well-being and how that influences our behavior and interactions with others and so textbook definition if you look at if i were to paraphrase dr martin seligman um of upenn who is the founding father and he he says it's a scientific study of human strengths and virtues it's a study of what constitutes a meaningful life Mm -hmm. it's a science of positive subjective experience positive individual traits and positive institutions that promise to improve the quality of life and prevent the pathologies that arise when life lacks meaning. And so really, you know, it's really about the tenets and the constructs that contribute to a flourishing life, mm-hmm. to a thriving life, right? right. And, and um, he, in 1998, uh, became the president of the American Psychological Association, and he wanted to join practice to science, um, so together both might flourish. And he wanted to move away from uh, just looking at pathology or just looking at the disease model, and he wanted to look at the science of what helps people feel good about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he says, and I'm going to quote him, in our rush to do something about people in trouble, in our rush to do something about repairing damage, it never occurred to us to develop interventions to make people happier, like positive interventions, mm-hmm. right? How, how can we start studying that? And, and that, was, that, was, um, that was amazing, right? right. And, and I don't know if you know this, but there are actual uh, studies that are conducted on happiness, well-being, and peak performance. And mm-hmm. countries still measure GDP, but many also measure the gross national happiness, too. Well, I guess it's safe to say that, you know, you believe that applying positive psychology in a business environment will enhance the customer experience. But if you were to switch hats and offer a customer's viewpoint, could you describe what a positive customer experience really is? Well, you know, Art, let's do a thought exercise, and and I'm going to ask you Uh um, (laughs) to to think about... Think about a recent uh, uh, positive customer experience that you've had, a really positive. Uh, think about why it was so positive. Mm-hmm. Did the company or the individual at the company go above and beyond? Did they persevere? 
or did, did they do everything they could in service to you? Did you did, did they make you feel good or happy? In other words, did they have an impact on your emotional well-being? Mm-hmm. And so it's that emotional response that we're really talking about when we talk about positive customer experience, right? right? right. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, so, I think I could okay. come up with some examples. First of all, I'm glad that you're not asking me a math question, but I, <laughs> in my day-to-day, I deal with faculty, staff, and students. They constantly come down to our window looking for their mail, looking for their packages, and sometimes there's complaints, sometimes there's long lines, but we're right on the front line of that kind of interaction. And I got to tell you, when you, when you do solve someone's problem, you just get a, a good feeling inside. You, you feel like you really went that extra mile and you helped someone you know, resolve whatever issue there was. And then when you get that follow-up email to your boss or that phone call, it, you know, it, it just makes you feel good. And you, you think to yourself, wow, that was a job well done. You know, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because there's a feedback loop in that, right? And that's the loop that we want to create. But I'm going to make a bold argument here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and be incredibly brazen because as we're talking about uh, positive customer experiences, I want to talk about positive employee experiences, which you just talked about. Mm-hmm. And think about it from this framework, right? We, we, what do we have the locus of control over, right? What could we as individuals working in a business environment impact more? Now, wouldn't it be great if every interaction, think about the interactions we have, particularly in the postal service, with customers all day, internal and external, and think about it, if every one of those interactions, there was a positive customer experience, and they, our customers were going to go and give us good reviews, and they were going to fill out surveys, and they were going to take time and go and knock on a postmaster's door or on our manager's door and say the employee went the extra mile Mm -hmm. and we could create that every single time. Can we, as a company, influence that, the Mm -hmm. positive customer experience each and every time? We can strive for that, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say that it is, and here's my bold statement and my little secret sauce in all of this, that it is the positive employee experience that drives the positive customer experience. Because we, I, can impact that a lot of more of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then, so uh, driving the employee experience is going to drive the positive customer experience, right? Right. Uh, and 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 so, and when we think about positive workplaces, which which I would define as companies that practice positive psychology, even if they don't call it that. They foster those positive uh, employee experiences, and and they lead to that. It's a virtuous cycle, mm-hmm. um, and 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 if customers have those positive experiences, they provide favorable uh, uh, feedback. Uh, and but but I'm going to say that employees that are uplifted, that employees that are celebrated, that employees that feel connected. Mm-hmm. are probably going to be on a different kind of path, right? It makes right. them feel good about themselves. They have positive emotions. And those positive emotions, in turn, uh, they feel energized. And, and, and if you put those employees, if you 
look at their strengths, which we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. and we give them opportunities to use those strengths with the task, then they're going to be they're they're going to be more likely than not to be solution oriented, right? Mm-hmm. They want to go that extra mile rather than problem focused. Yeah, and I think that's a key because a lot of time as as managers. We try to, well, I, I don't, but I know that the culture is to try and think that we know what's best. We know the solution. We can find the answer when really it's those, the, 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 the frontline workers, the ones that are actually doing the physical work that they bring so many great ideas to the table that, you know, you may think something's work on, on a piece of paper, but the person doing the work, he may say, well, that's crazy. This is, this is how it should be. And nine times out of ten, you'll find out that they're, they're accurate because they're the ones actually doing the work. And, you know, they're there. They, they could see the results, and they have a direct um, interaction with the customers. And, you know, managers, we kind of just need to learn how to manage the employees rather than, you know, hey, this is how it's got to be. You know, manage their strengths to and you'll find that the job gets done better and, and much more efficiently in my that's, opinion that's yeah, yeah that, those are all great uh, points and so when you look at positive psychology it offers positive practical and proven scientifically proven tools evidence-based we look at empirical data uh, that informs that informs that by us employing these tools and mm-hmm. and it's going to lead to uh, happier uh, systems, right? Organisms, people thriving in systems. And so uh, it really helps us understand the importance of some of the particular em- elements of the framework that I'm going to talk about. And I think you, you have touched on, on some of these art without really realizing, which is how do you facilitate a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset? How can we help cultivate gratitude? Mm-hmm. How do we identify those strengths that you talk, talked about for our employees, right, so that we can put them, um, uh, it, align them with the right tasks? And, mm-hmm. and what is the, uh, the, the, and how do we nurture purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about the big P and the little P. Okay. All right. Well, with, with that, I know you had mentioned offline about uh, four tools, so let's let's start with this. How do we foster a growth mindset among our employees? That that that's that's a, a good question. Um, so if you look at um, a growth mindset, it is the understanding that abilities and understanding can be developed. So so uh, this is uh, Carol Dweck's work, right? Mm-hmm. And so those with a growth mindset believe that they can get smarter, more intelligent, and more talented through putting in time and effort. And so on the other side of that, we have a fixed mindset, which is one that assumes abilities and understanding are relatively fixed abilities. So I'm going to give you an example of that, because we, as a culture, as people, have become praise junkies, right? Mm-hmm. And what we tend to do is uh, we, we, we do things like this. I, I love Lisa Landone. She's good. She's so good at what she does. I love right? her too. For those listening, Lisa is our engineer, but I'm I'm sure you know that. So that's right. And oh, Art is—he's amazing. What he he does, he's good. Art is good. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, so, thank so you. That's, 
<laughs> You're welcome. But you know what? That that that's kind of fixed if you look at it. So mm-hmm. we want to we we when you look at a growth mindset, a growth mindset is 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 is, is a bit different, right? Someone that has a growth mindset um, is really um, is going to say things like. Um, if Lisa was a runner, a marathon runner, and she ran, uh, she ran all these marathons. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone, let me flip that around. Someone with a fixed mindset would say, "Oh, I'll never be able to do that. Right. I'll never be able to do what Lisa does. Right. I'm just not. That doesn't come naturally to me. Right. I, I'll, yeah, that's mm. not me. I can't, I'm not a good cook. You know, Lisa's a great cook. Art is fantastic cook. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to do that. I just can't mix ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's a fixed mindset." Whereas a growth mindset is, wow, I'd like to learn um, how Lisa does that, and I'm going to go into inquiry about that, and I'm going to ask Lisa how it is that she started to run long distance. Mm -hmm. Where did she go? How did she learn that? Does she belong to a run club? Maybe I can join that run club, and maybe maybe I won't won't run as many marathons, but I can learn how to become a runner and be good at it. You see that? And then I'm going to say to Lisa, Lisa, here's something that I really love about you. I love that you are so passionate about running long distance, and I really like to learn how to do that, mm-hmm. right? I really like the way that you plan that out. When you talk about it, you really talk about planning it out and the effort that it took and the hard work that it is. You give us a real clear, honest perspective, and I really like that about you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. See, that's a different feedback. Mm-hmm. Going to inquire me rather than, I love that Lisa, she's a long-distance runner, or right. I love that Lisa, she's a great cook. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I really like about Lisa. She's a great cook, and I know she's a great cook because on Monday she always brings different desserts, and she bakes those upside-down cakes, and they're so delicious <laughs> the way the cream is on. Lisa, I really love the way you, you see that? That's yeah. the difference between those mindset. So when our employees are talking uh, to us, it's important that we we go into inquiry. And so how does a growth mindset lead to a positive customer experience? We were talking about how we can inform and help our employees uh, uh, move forward. You know, there's not, I wouldn't say there's a right or wrong. We're not trying to make people wrong. But a growth mindset can lead to positive customer experiences. When you look at perseverance, creativity, innovation, and our employees willing to go the extra mile for a customer uh, when they are intellectually curious about the customer's needs and motivations. Uh, these are characteristics that are certainly going to help us, and they're going to be valued by the customers, particularly if we have an issue that needs to be resolved. Um, if, if a consumer advocate uh, is is not on the learner's path, right, and, and, and they are um, on a judger's path, and, and, and what, I, what I mean by that is that there's always this highway or this lane that we can be on, right, mm-hmm. that, uh, that we have choice uh, around it. And, and we are asking questions that are, 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 are very different, right, when you're looking at particularly customer experiences. Uh, you know, if you have a customer that is upset, um, and, you do, and, and even if you judge it accurately and there's nothing that you can do about it, the learner's path, someone that's on a learner's path would say, what are my options? What does this person need? Mm-hmm. How are they feeling? 
what can I do to make them feel better, right? The mm -hmm. idea is that the experience the customer has is so much better if they know you're working really hard on their behalf, trying to do the very best for them, even if it isn't a perfectly satisfying outcome, that's a, what, a bet, much better way uh, than, ex than accepting defeat when we're thinking things like, what is he or she thinking? Mm -hmm. This is a dumb idea. Right. Um, it, it, are, are our employees ever going to adapt to the culture rather than what do I want? What are the facts and, and what are opinions and how can we create win-win situation and what do I need to, to do to help others succeed? Change your questions, change your life. You can switch lanes. We were talking uh, earlier about gratitude and you know, how does that translate into better customer outcomes? Well, it's important to express gratitude to others or to be grateful yourself in, circum in circumstances and I think Barbara Fredrickson uh, said it best. I think she says, you know, when, when you're grateful, it's, uh, we feel it in our bones when we are grateful for our current circumstances. That, that's how important that is. In positive psychology research, gratitude is, is, is often and consistently associated with greater happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Research also says that it improves well-being. It increases resilience. It improves social relationships. So gratitude and happiness, when we're talking about the context about happier people are going to produce happier results, mm -hmm. it, it, it's like peanut butter and jelly or milk and cookies, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's about really uh, uh, helping people, uh, their emotional well-being, have upward spirals. And, um, and so... There, there are a few things. So, so think about it in this context. Employees that are grateful, that feel better about themselves, are going to, to probably be more energized in our work environment. Mm -hmm. and, and there's your loop again, right? right, right. The employee experience informs the, the, the positive employee experience is informing the positive customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's creating that loop that we want to see where it's, it's helping everything go up, spiral up, rather than, right? Right. Well, I, okay. I, have, I have an example of that. I know one of, one of my guys who is a mail clerk, and, you know, mail clerks are right on the front line. They're sorting the mail. They're handing out the packages, the mail. They're going out on deliveries. And um, a very rigid schedule. You know, their hours are posted, and, and that's it. But um, one of my guys, he's very interested in basketball, and he asked, hey, can I – can I cut out of work an hour early on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I have an opportunity to coach club basketball at the university? Um, you know, I can't do that. Uh, well, what I could do was, well, you need to come in an hour early. And he was agreeable to that. But the smile on his face when he coaches that club basketball team, and he's actually been recognized as one of the outstanding club coaches and um, that, you know, I, I dare to say the guy would walk through a wall for me because he's that appreciative that, you know, we, we gave him the opportunity to kind of pursue one of his goals outside of the workplace. And I think that's what we're talking about um, with positive psychology and, and gratitude. I think I've seen that in the workplace. Right. It has been proven scientifically that writing a gratitude list uh, is going to enhance your your well-being. Mm -hmm. When you look at an index, it's going to help. It really, really does. I'll tell you what I did recently. 
Yeah. The Springfield NDC team, I absolutely love that team. Eight processing assistants, mm-hmm. they are highly responsive. They, mm-hmm. they are end users, right? They're not probably seeing the customer's face relative to what it is that they do. But I'll tell you, I am so appreciative and so grateful for that team that I decided to buy them coffee cards and send it to them. I express mailed them coffee cards. I wanted them to have coffee on me. And the Mm -hmm. feedback they gave me was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was just, they thanked me, and it's that loop. I appreciate them. I show them. I reckon that my appreciation, my gratitude, when I send them emails, they are the rock stars. They are the superstars, and we value and appreciate what they do each and every day. And I see it when I send something out to them, and, and there's that loop going on again. The positive employee experience informs the positive customer experience. Boy, that's a, a great way to wrap it up. I know we have a, a lot more uh, topics that we could talk about. Um, and, and certainly, I was going to ask, what about our customers? Can their, business, can their businesses benefit from the science of positive psychology as well? It sounds like a resounding yes, but maybe you want to share your thoughts. Absolutely. Here's, our, here's, here's a way of, of putting it. You know, when you're looking at um, uh, 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 happiness and, and when you're looking at bringing that into any organization, any, into sy- any system, any individual, that's going to create uh, uh, people in your workplace that have, uh, that have more pleasant lives. There's more engagement. There's more meaning. And anything that, that can do that is going to move people away from languishing to flourishing, right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone can benefit from it, right. everyone. And right. so I think the ideas, uh, uh, you know, these ideas, uh, benefit everyone. Right. Well, I want to thank you for sharing all of that with us today, Wanda. But one more thing, if you were to summarize what you'd like each of us to take away from this podcast, what would it be? I, I would, I would say I would focus on two things that much of the research in the field of positive psychology has involved industries other than service industries. And generally speaking, the findings are consistent business to business, industry to industry, that these principles are universal because at, at their core, they are about human nature, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, wouldn't it be great, uh, I, I would say, um, wouldn't it be great if all our employees went the extra mile for their customers? Wouldn't it be great if they all understood the value that they bring to the organization? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if they, if they all felt personally responsible to leave every customer feeling good about their interaction with the company, regardless of the circumstance. Uh, uh, Of course, human nature doesn't always make that the way everyone operates, right? Mm -hmm. But the research research shows that happier people do those things and that they are more resilient and energized in the face of difficulty when their cup is full, right? So the overarching message today is that positive customer experiences – are gestated and fostered by employees who are enjoying positive experiences themselves. Those employees will go the extra mile. They'll want to do it. Um, and and it's, a, it's a natural outcome. When we are in a good place, when we are happy emotionally, and so when we put positive psychology principles to work in the workplace, 
how we structure the work, the little rituals we take on as a team, the things that we do to take care of our team, those things create positive employee experiences that will then translate into uh, uh, positive customer experiences. And positive customer experiences breeds customer satisfaction and especially loyalty and favorable recommendations to others. So it helps us to build positive emotions through gratitude, purpose, understanding, and capitalizing on our strengths and through acts of kindness. Really? I, I think we're, we're going to have to have you back at, at some point so we can continue the conversation. But uh, Wanda, I wanted to thank you so much for being our guest today. And I am positively positive that our listeners appreciate <laughs> what you've brought to the table today. So I wish you good luck, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, this has been Art Gerkins of the Fairfield County, Connecticut Postal Customer Council. You can find us at www.pcc-ct.org and subscribe to our Postal Biz Buzz podcast on all the major podcast hosting sites. Wanda, again, thank you very much, and we look forward to talking to you soon. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye.